This program does not provide medical advice. We assume no liability for the information provided on MindForce Radio. Please consult your physician before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. If you need an honest strength coach who is the real deal, contact Bob at webstrengthcoach.com. From Mind Force Radio, this is Natural Strength Night with Maximum Bob. On Natural Strength Night, we don't talk about the other things Bob likes to talk about. Tonight, we only talk strength training. When I say strength training, I don't mean training like punk-ass goons in the muscle magazines who jacked up on juice, steroids, and PEDs. I mean natural strength. Strength built on good food, heavy weights, and no shortcuts. If you want to learn about real natural strength, weight training the right way, the old school way, stick around. Bob and his friends just might teach you something. He's here, the host of Natural Strength Night, Maximum Bob Whalen. Tonight, our guest is the Louisiana strongman, Jeff Bankins. Jeff is lifetime steroid and PED free, and he has an impressive list of strength feats that include tearing phone books and decks of cards in half, bending horseshoes and steel bars, and breaking chains and baseball bats with his bare hands. But his most impressive stunts and feats involve neck strength. In this area of strength, Jeff holds four world records with Record Holders Republic. One of these feats included pulling two vehicles at the same time using just a neck harness and a strap. Jeff will be filling us in with the details of his records later in the show. Jeff, welcome to Natural Strength Night and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Bob. I tell you what, this is just a wonderful way to start off the Christmas Eve, and I'm so excited that you asked me to be here. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Jeff's stage name is T-Rex. And Jeff, if people are interested in booking one of your performances, uh, please tell us your website and how they can get a hold of you. Bob, the best way to get a hold of me, you can just Google Jeff T-Rex Bankins, and that is spelled J-E-F-F-T-R-E-X-B-A-N-K-E-N-S. And you can uh, find me on Google websites. You can find me on uh, Instagram and Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. And then uh, my email address is trexpowerevents, and the number one, at gmail.com. Those are the easiest ways to get a hold of me. And uh, whenever somebody messages me, especially about this stuff, I, I am very prompt on uh, returning uh, correspondence. I've always loved uh, the physical culture figures that brought the spiritual element into it. You know, people like Paul Anderson, Chuck Sipes, Perry Rader, and Father Bernard Lang, just to name a few. And you do the same thing with your strength ministry. Please tell us about that, Jeff. I grew up going to church, but I was not really a Christian. I was just obeying my parents, basically. And uh, I went through life 
kind of running away from God, if you want to know the truth. I, I always felt like, as I, as a child, that there was something special God had for me to do, but I did not want to give up my so, so-called life for that, you know, which later on I would find out was a mistake. As I got out of high school, got a little more control of my own, uh, not destiny, but my, my free time. I used that free time unwisely. I got into drugs and alcohol and uh, several other addictions and uh, pretty much just almost ruined my college career. And uh, if it wasn't for basically God's help and some understanding people in my life, I, I would have blown college. But thankfully, I was able to finish college. And then once I got to that point where I realized I was doing drugs all the time, I was miserable. I uh, almost died one night uh, overdosing on something. I think I had told you about that privately. Um, right. Once all that happened, Bob, I realized that I had to change. And the whole time I knew what the change had to be. I had to really dedicate my life to Christ. And uh, it was his mercy that allowed me to survive all the terrible things I had been doing with myself and with my body. And um, once I finally gave up and said, you know, God, help me, I, I need you. Uh, Jesus started transforming me, transforming me slowly. And uh, it's not one of those quick turnaround things where one day I was a bad boy and the next day I was Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. No, it wasn't like that. It was a slow, gradual process, just like strength training. You know, you don't become strong overnight. It takes a process of time and patience, diligence, and training, and that's exactly what I had to do spiritually. And... Um, once I finally gave up trying to run away and I started living for Christ like I should, I started praying before I worked out. Now, that's how it started, Bob. I started praying before I worked out. And then as time went on, uh, I'll tell you more about this later, I was able to develop uh, some different strength feats. And at the same time that was developing, I had started speaking in public, uh, mainly in children's church, at Sunday school, at the church I attended at the time. And then... Uh, because of my past history, I had become part of a 12-step program at the same church. So I was able to speak to people uh, that were young, children, in children's church and Sunday school. I would teach lessons there and, and uh, do skits and different things, which uh, helped me learn speaking to children real well. And then the 12-step program allowed me to speak to adults. Because when you're in a 12-step program, if anybody doesn't know... That's for people with addictions, mainly drugs and alcohol addictions, but uh, any other addiction can fit in there as well. And uh, when you learn how to speak to a wide range of people, it actually helps if you become a performer later on, and that's just what was happening. What I get to do now, if I go to a public school, uh, we all know that public schools, not the, not the teachers, not the students, but the school systems pretty much hate God and Jesus. You know, and, That's true. Yeah, it is. So when I go there, I don't, you know, I don't sound like an evangelist or anything. I just uh, try to give the students an encouraging message. And I usually go during state-mandated testing. I don't know if every state does that, but Louisiana does. You have to, uh, you have, to have certain tests done at the end of the school year uh, so that you can pass on to the next grade. And uh, I think every, every grade has different tests they have to take. Well, I go there during that time. I don't tell the children that they can all be doctors and lawyers and make straight A's because we all know that's a load of bull. Not everybody's meant to do that, but we all can be better than we are doing now if we'll just be our best. And that's what I try to encourage those students to do is to be their best. 
Now, there are other times I get the opportunity to go, like, to Christian concerts and perform before the bands, or I get to go to uh, a regular church service or a children's church, or even, like, uh, some churches do vacation Bible school during the summer. I'll go close those out. Mm -hmm. I get to share my testimony or share a message that that goes with the theme of their uh, special service they're having at that time, and I get to invite people to ask Christ to save them. And that, really, Bob, I love strength training. I love their feats of strength, but uh, giving people the opportunity to ask Jesus to save their lives and change them is wonderful. And uh, I always try to end my messages by not telling them that, that, you know, once they ask Christ to save them, their life is going to be totally changed forever. Because sometimes people will do that, and then they walk away and never come back. So I don't tell them that, because I know there there are some strength groups out there that do that, but I don't. Uh, what I try to do is encourage them to... Uh, begin a relationship with Jesus, which would mean reading the Bible, uh, praying daily, which is just talking to God. And then also, you want to start attending a church where there are people that you could find to be mentors to help you. And um, right. speaking of mentors, if it had not been for some good men that God had put in my life uh, when I was acting out and when I had started straightening up, I, I know I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't have a wife or a child that I have now. Because uh, those men showed me how to be a good man, you know, a godly man. It's right. very important to have mentors in your lives. What was it that really gave you the idea of combining your passion for strength and create a strength ministry? Well, Bob, it's kind of strange. Uh, the very beginning of it would have to be in the late 70s. My mom and dad tell me that when I was a little fella, because I, I was born in 77, uh, but I still remember seeing the Hulk on TV when I was very small. Instead, I'd walk around and roll my jeans up, you know, because the Hulk's jeans were too small. So I'd roll my jeans up, and somebody would say, what a cute little boy. And I would give him the Hulk growl, <laughs> you know, like on TV. <laughs> so it started yeah. with that. My dad enjoyed reading uh, superhero comics. So, of course, I, I did what he did. And uh, I always wanted to be really strong. But what I didn't realize was uh, there was not too many people I personally knew that actually knew how to work out properly. So what I did, I, I did what a lot of people do. I followed the advice or the so-called advice in some of these muscle magazines. When I was coming up, I think all the good ones were, were already out of print, and they were all just, you know, the same things we have today. At walking advertisements with people shooting steroids up. What I started doing, Bob, after I cleaned up, I started just saying a little prayer before I worked out. And... um it was like as if somebody was telling me in my mind. I knew it was God talking to me. And this is not something that happens all the time. This is just one of those instances that I remember. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I'm I'm saying that this doesn't happen all the time, but this one time I do know it happened. It's like God was telling me in the back of my mind He was going to use strength for me to help other people. I wasn't quite sure what that was, but I got on the diligent training program, um, and then I noticed. Uh, People could tear phone books in half, and uh, they don't have that many phone books left anymore, but this was probably 10 or 12 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> you know, who would have thought phone books would be almost extinct? You use your strength feats to get attention for your ministry, and I, I really like how you said that. You told that to me on Facebook. Your feats of strength are like a magnet. That's a great thing. I love it. That's right, because people just love it. And I'm going to tell you, I love it too. I started praying <laughs> before I worked out. I started learning a few feats of strength, and then I saw other people on the Internet that were actually doing performances. 
and uh, I started trying to put together a little routine. And if you looked at it now, it wasn't that great. But uh, I could bend a 60-penny nail, I believe, tear a phone book in half, uh, kind of roll up a frying pan, maybe a couple other things. That's what I did back then. And there were some people at the church I went to that gave me an opportunity to perform for our children. And then later on, that guy moved to another church. He asked me to come to the church he was at at that time. That was my first experience to leave my home church to uh, do strength ministry. And back in those days, I really didn't talk much. I just performed that somebody else would give a message. But uh, I had a great opportunity. Uh, Bob, have you heard of Power Team? Facebook, you mentioned them to me. Well, Power Team is a group of huge athletes that they go to, around doing feats of strength and they speak at schools. And uh, then they, at, while they're at the school, they invite you to come see them at, at a bigger event at, at a church locally. And then that's where they do feats of strength and give a gospel message. And I had the opportunity to get with a group named Megaforce, which is an offshoot of Power Team. Uh, Power Team, I, I named them because they're the original strength team. Uh, but anyway, I got to travel with these guys. I got to travel to upstate New York, North Texas, Alabama, and maybe another place. And I don't necessarily agree with every single thing those guys do, but they know how to get a crowd hyped up and they know how to get your attention to give a message. So what I learned from them was a lot of showmanship. And then I learned how to speak in public and how to combine those two. And uh, it really took that whole process for me to become a strength minister because I'm not a licensed minister or anything like that. But just like anybody else, I can read the Bible and I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I can give a message that will get people's attention once uh, – or excuse me, grab their hearts once I have their attention with the feats of strength. And uh, it, it's just a wonderful way to get people's attention and then grab their hearts where they can have an opportunity to ask Jesus to save them, you know. That's great. That's what caught my attention to you in the first place, because I really admired that, and I liked it a lot. Well, Bob, I tell you, um, I, I'm not pushy as a Christian. I, I still sometimes wonder if I witness good enough, but but uh, I sure am passionate about this, and I just want other people to have this experience. But uh, I, I don't try to force it on anyone, but I also want them to know what I stand for. So right. I try to do that. No, you do it in a, you know, you do it in the perfect way. There's a lot of people who... They are Christians, but they're afraid to talk about it. So that's what I that's what I really like about you. I know earlier you you were exposed to some some improper forms of training. So what got you started in uh, training right and uh, also performing stunts and feats of strength? Well, up until mm -hmm. that time, from from ninth grade in high school to my probably third year in college, I was a diligent uh, weight room person. But of course, I was doing it the wrong way. But once I cleaned up quit the drugs and all that stuff. Uh, I had to really focus on college. And at that time, I really put the weights to the side uh, or on the back burner. And it was a couple years later that I started uh, training in Baton Rouge for a job that I got right after I graduated uh, college, like two months after. It was a blessing. Uh, I got a great job, and I'm still there, actually. I, I haven't had to hop from one job to another like some people have to. And my company allows me to take vacation time to do the strength ministry when I travel around. That company has a home gym uh, next door to our, the offices. So I started training again. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was just missing something, and I was flipping through an Iron Man magazine, I believe. And I had seen this book before. There's this little blue book. It's not really even a pretty blue. 
but it's got this little white figure lifting up, uh, I think, an old barrel or a keg, yeah. an old wooden keg. And I thought, uh-huh. man, that looks interesting. I read the description. It was Dinosaur Training by Brooks Cubic. And I tell you what, that was one of the best moments and one of the best decisions I ever made, Bob. Um, I read that book, and it just it just made so much sense. And I, I just wished I had uh, gotten that book about 10 years earlier. And uh, I plan on getting my son on that book once he's old enough. He's only two now, but I figure I'll save him some trouble, give him some good training information. But You have him playing with weighted rattles in the crib? No, but I, I did buy him a toy dumbbell and a toy barbell that you can eventually put uh, water or sand in. But they're just quick, uh, plastic. There's nothing in them right now. And uh, he doesn't know this, Bob. I don't drink, but uh, I do like to lift kegs. That's some of the toys I have we'll talk about later. I got him uh, mm-hmm. a refrigerator-sized beer keg uh, for Christmas and not to drink out of, but to uh, to lift with me outside when I lift. That is pretty cool. exciting. Yeah. I found dinosaur training. I read through it. I started training differently. It's an abbreviated style of training. You don't have to be at the gym four, five, six days a week. Uh, you don't have to be there two or three hours. Now, granted, my workouts still take hour and a half, two hours because I am a slow person. Uh, and I, I've tried to speed up. But I'm still pretty slow. Like an hour workout for me is really fast. But uh, that's just my personality. Anyway, you do the abbreviated training. You focus on uh, working your grip. You focus on your full body. And what that does, that makes you overall a much stronger person. And it was at the same time that I started doing dinosaur training that I started praying during my workouts. And at the, uh, right after that, I learned how to tear phone books. I learned about odd object lifting. Around the same time, uh, maybe a year or two into this new style of training, I, I hurt my shoulder, and I was looking for a way to uh, rehab that. And I came across Atomic Athletics uh, newsletter and mm-hmm. uh, some other newsletters. So I started uh, corresponding with these people, and uh, they gave me some great advice. And uh, I also, because of those newsletters, I was able to see some of the other people that they talked about that were strong men, like Dennis Rogers and some mm-hmm. others. So I found yep. these people on YouTube and uh, whatever they had back then. This is 10 or 12 years ago. I would find their training materials or purchase them. And I started consuming all I could, learned a new feats of strength. And after a few years, uh, I also got into uh, public speaking and teaching of children and all that stuff. And eventually, it kind of all just came together after a couple opportunities of being able to perform in public, after being able to travel with the uh, strength team for a little while. After all that came together, I was able to put on a performance, get the uh, crowd excited, and then able to close it out with a good message. And uh, I'm still working on that message today. I'm still working on my skills, and it's, I just keep getting better and better. And it's 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 not uh, genetics or anything like that. It's lots of hard work and diligence, going back to the drawing board when we mess up, that kind of stuff. Who mentored you to uh, rip horse, you know, bend horseshoes? Who mentored you to tear phone books? And who mentored you to uh, you know blow up? hot water bottles till they explode. I mean, because just by picking up a book like Dinosaur Training, I mean, that's going to help you with training, right? But who actually taught you some of these feats of strength? Well, actually, most of it was either Internet-based or uh, buying DVDs and books at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of it was trial and error, Bob, like the uh, hot water bottles. I learned a little bit from the strength teams. They, they showed me how mm-hmm. to do the hot water bottle, for instance. 
But the way they did them and the way I do them now is a little different. They do them really fast, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's going to wear you out. You're going to be puffing and panting and looking like you're out of shape on stage <laughs> if you do it that way. So right. what I do on that one now, this is just trial and error. Uh, once they got me started, I started doing trial and error. I blow it up kind of slow. It takes me like a couple minutes to do or a minute and a half. But I walk around the audience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, beforehand I tell everyone now, if you're afraid of loud noises, put your fingers in your ears, you know, when it gets about so big and I, you know, do like a basketball size uh, gesture with my hands. And so when mm-hmm. I start walking around with that hot water bottle, everybody starts getting tense and grinning and going, oh, cringing and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> then I walk back up stage before it blows up. I would say Dennis Rogers' training material is where I got my basic feats down. And then I got to meet him years later. And he's a, a true mentor now. He was a mentor from afar back then. But uh, now he's actually a real mentor. Uh, I'll probably talk to him once a month now and talk to him by text or email uh, a couple more times than that. And he's really, really helped a lot. And I've I've only been corresponding with him since June of this year. But uh, mentors are very important. That's just what I'm going to tell you. And you can find them easier now by Facebook or any of these other things. If there's no one in your area that can mentor you uh, one-on-one, you can, you can do it by the social media sites. Jeff, did you play uh, contact sports like football or the martial arts or what got you to focus so much attention on your neck strength? Bob, this is going to sound crazy, but I never was much of an athlete. Um, I probably could have played football or uh, I think what a, if I could go back in time, you know how we say that sometimes, I probably would like to do something <laughs> yeah. like shot put, but I never did. We actually did livestock shows, 4-H, FFA. Uh, some people may be familiar with that. You, you basically are doing bodybuilding with animals and you're presenting them. You know, you can use uh, sheep, steers, hogs, whatever. But basically, your body building, and some of these animals, man, they've, they've got so much muscle mass on them. It's, it's ridiculous. But uh, that's what I did through high school. None of that got me to, like, strength training. I just always wanted to be strong like the Incredible Hulk, if you want to know the truth. And I never got mm-hmm. rid of that. I still got that drive today. I still want to be as strong as possible. Um, I just love it. What particularly, since you hold four world records involving your neck you had to have some passion for your neck right can you think of what that was well bob you know as a strong man or or as any kind of performer you need something that will help you stand out to be honest i am a you know um if you take the average person or just a, a little above average person i'm a good bit stronger than the average person but i'm not a world record squatter i'm not a world record bench presser i don't even bench press anymore because i hurt my shoulder years ago um, I am pretty strong, but not super strong. So I started looking around, what could I do that would make me stand out? And I saw a guy that uh, did some neck strength feats, and I thought, you know what? I don't have to copy that guy, but I can use that same body part maybe to make me stand out and to use as some of my signature feats. It, it just took a That's lot great. of searching. Why don't you tell us, Jeff, describe your Four world records involving neck strength. Bob, Roger LaPointe that we mentioned earlier, he gave me some great advice. He said, you need to get some world records so that when you're presenting yourself, you can say, or the announcer can say, world record holding strongman, something like that. And uh, I had heard that Guinness World Records, while it is valid, it is expensive, I've been told, so I didn't even look into that. Somebody else had turned me on to uh, another record holders website 
uh, Record Holders Republic, and it's made up of Guinness World Record holders. That's who uh, started it, I believe. But they they were giving people who don't have the money for Guinness or don't have the sponsors to get Guinness uh, an, an opportunity to have world records. And that's the way I understand it anyway. I didn't see hardly any uh, feats of strength world records that had to do with neck training. So I thought, you know what, I could break some chain with my neck. And I uh, submitted my idea to the Record Holders Republic, and they told me it would be better to do do this in two or three ways. That way I could have several world records at, you know, at one time. We'll be back with more right after this. This segment brought to you by VitalNutritionStore.com. Did you know that more than 7 million Americans suffer from coronary heart disease, the most common form of heart disease? Regardless of your age or condition, adding cardio for life to your daily regime will dramatically improve your cardiovascular condition. Cardio for Life has been the top-selling Enlargenine product in the marketplace now for more than three years. It is also the top-selling product at VitalNutritionStore.com. Formulated by Dr. Harry Elwart, the best-selling author of Let's Stop the Number One Killer of Americans Today, Dr. Harry believes together we can prevent and reverse heart disease. Cardio for Life comes in three wonderful flavors, orange, peach, and grape, and is gluten-free, sugar-free, and sodium-free. Please see our complete line of natural products at vitalnutritionstore.com. That's V-I-T-A-L nutritionstore.com. Randy Roach shocked the world with the release of his first volume of Muscle Smoke and Mirrors several years ago. It was a masterpiece of over 500 pages with such in-depth research and detail that it was not only surprising, but shocking and mind-blowing. It was truly one of the best Iron Game history books ever written. He followed that with Volume 2, another epic book with over 700 pages of equal depth and detail. All serious Iron Game fans need to have these books. Please visit Randy's website at randyroach.ca. That's R-A-N-D-Y-R-O-A-C-H dot C-A. Listen to how Iron Game legend and the Iron Master editor, Osmo Kihaw, describes the book Supernatural Strength. Have you ever wondered how much real-world experience authors have when they write books about weight training? Who is that person behind the computer? What do they really know about the Iron Game? If you picked up this book, Supernatural Strength, you have definitely come to the right place. The author, Bob Whalen, has spent several decades in the Iron Game trenches training himself, competing and coaching in powerlifting, earning academic credentials too numerous to mention, and thousands of hours of training and instructing athletes and trainees of all levels at his Washington, D.C. gym since 1990. He's not only devoted his life to motivating and pushing people to heights they have never been to, but elevating the trainees' understanding why certain methods work better than others. Bob is one of the most respected and revered trainers in the business today. This book is sure to surprise and amaze you at the same time. Order now at SupernaturalStrength.com. That's SupernaturalStrength.com. Don't you think it would be so much easier getting into shape if you had a personal coach? Just like all the celebrities do. Well, now you can. Bob Whalen of WebStrengthCoach.com wants to get you out of your rut and coach you to success. He's dedicated to helping you achieve your strength and fitness goals through your hard work and his expert guidance. Bob will help you with strength training, muscle building, fitness, nutrition, and motivation. He'll make sure you achieve your maximum physical potential. You can get one-on-one training with Bob through his 
website, webstrengthcoach.com. He will develop a personalized program tailored to your individual needs, a program right for you. Bob will give you feedback after every workout. This is old school fitness and nutrition, no fads and no gimmicks. Bob will use proven natural techniques to make sure you are satisfied. So visit webstrengthcoach.com today and let Bob help you reach your best self. Webstrengthcoach.com Do you enjoy history without social engineering? Reading about our founding fathers? Economics from a capitalist perspective? Wisdom from modern patriots? Welcome to UncleSamBooks.com where virtues like rugged individualism, hard work, and the American dream dominate. UncleSamBooks.com Great books for homeschooling. UncleSamBooks.com If you want to become as strong and muscular as possible with health in mind and without lowering yourself to using steroids, the best advice can be found in the classic strongman books of long ago. These are the best books ever written on the subjects of strength training, weightlifting, strongman training, iron game history, and old-time physical culture. Many of them can still be found at physicalculturebooks.com. There you will find good, honest, time-tested wisdom from the great old-time strongmen. To maximize your natural muscular and strength potential, please visit physicalculturebooks.com. Listen to Ken Manny, head strength and conditioning coach at Michigan State University, describe the book Iron Nation, a masterpiece text on some of the most intriguing and compelling personal stories, iron game history, and gut-wrenching training routines ever put to paper. If you truly love hard training without all the frills of pomp and circumstance so common today, you will love Iron Nation. Written by lifters for lifters. If you love weight training, you will love Iron Nation. Order now at ironnation.com. That's I R O N nation.com. If you would like to promote your business on Mindforce Radio, we would love to hear from you. Please let us know if you are interested in a 30 or 60 second voice commercial or a banner website ad. Please contact Bob using the contact information provided on mindforceradio.com. You're listening to Natural Strength Night on Mind Force Radio. I had started breaking, num- uh, I think it was just number 12 jack chain. Jack chain is not welded links. Nobody breaks welded links that I know of. There, there might be a couple people, but most strong men do the, the jack chain. Um, the four world, rec- world records I, I have are all neck strength based. Basically what I did for three of them, in different forms, I was breaking chain with my neck. I would have the chain connected to a loading pin, you know, just like you would use... Um, you know, in training, I would stand on the yep. loading pin, and the other end of the chain would be connected to the neck harness I was wearing, or the head strap, whatever you want to call it. One of them, I broke four 
strands of number 12 jack chain at once. That uh, Wow. Let's see. Each strand is 110 or 120 pounds of force to break. So you multiply that times four, mm-hmm. it was like uh, 440 or 460 pounds of force to break those four strands. Wow. And basically all you do, you lock your neck and shoulders and you stand until it breaks. That's about all you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's very, very tough, especially when you have that much weight you're trying to, to snap. That was one record. <laughs> the other one... <laughs> Did you have a stiff neck for a few days after that? Yes, I did. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I still have a stiff neck now, so uh, I advise people if they get into that kind of stuff, be very careful because I've made a few mistakes along the way. I can feel those mistakes every now and then when I wake up in the morning. You're never going to try to hang yourself like Mike Dayton, are you? No, but Mike Bruce did. I saw a, fig- a picture of him. There. He's another strong man. <laughs> Back in the 70s, there was this guy named Mike Dayton, and he used to hang himself. He specialized in neck strength, too. And I remember he hung himself. People were afraid to have him do it because they thought he was going to kill himself, but he didn't. He, he, he knew how to actually get hung, you know, falling through the trap with a rope around his neck and everything, and he, he survived it. I think he did it on TV, oh. even. He was unbelievable. <laughs> My wife wouldn't let me do it if I wanted to, but I don't want to do that. I got a good one. Um, when I was first... Starting to perform, a friend of mine, the, the guy who I performed at his church a few times, and I still do like every every year or so, he had a great idea, we thought. He said, let's put a rope around your neck, and we'll let children get on either side and pull, and you can resist their pull from choking you for, you know, five or ten seconds or something. Well, you know, I made a dumb decision and said, oh, sure, that'll work. But what we did to practice, we tied the rope to uh, – I don't know, a beam or some kind of immovable object on one end. And the other end, my friend pulled, and he's a big guy. He was about, I don't know, 250 or so. He pulled really hard, and it was fine. But he did not pull as hard as four or five children on either side, yanking as hard as they could. You know, that, that's a totally <laughs> different animal. Well, we're we're at church doing this in front of, uh, oh, gosh, probably 120 kids plus the adults that were the teachers. We get four kids on each side, put a rope around my neck, and they resist. And uh, all of a sudden, I remember thinking, "Uh uh-oh, I'm about to pass out. And then then I I hear my friend, I'm I'm on the floor, Bob, and the children pulled so hard that that they kept me from banging my head on the ground when I fell. I, I saw this on video later. The teachers all thought we were playing, but we weren't. They would find out later. But uh, I remember my friend saying when I was waking up, he said, his voice kind of cracked. He said, oh, it's okay, everybody. He, he was just playing. He's okay. And, Bob, I don't – I try to have a good, clean uh, mouth, but I'm going to tell you exactly what I was thinking. When I looked up and saw my buddy, I, was, I thought I was dreaming at the moment. I said, why the hell is he in my dream right now? Why am I dreaming about him? And then I realized I had passed out and I was waking up. I said, I don't do any kind of strangle feet anymore. Go into the one where you pull those two cars at the same time with the neck harness. I'll tell you this, Bob. It, it's really neat. Uh, I have a friend that's a director or producer for our local morning show on our NBC affiliate. Mm-hmm. I think it was two or three years ago. It, Festivus was coming up. That's the, the Seinfeld made-up holiday the day before Christmas Eve. There was a couple of the guys on the morning show that were Seinfeld fans. And so my friend said, hey, why don't you get – my friend up there, he does feats of strength, and that's one of the uh, festivities of Festivus. So they called me, I think the day before Christmas Eve. They, they did it the day late that year. 
they had me come up there. And well, anyway, needless to say, ever since, uh, once or twice a year, I'm able to get on the local TV to either advertise for a concert or to just do feats of strength for fun. And uh, it's a it's a great way to do get to uh, get free publicity. And I've become uh, become real friendly with the people that run the morning show. Anyway, it's been wonderful. And uh, so anyway, I have a great relationship with the local affiliate. And I had an idea to pull two vehicles because that's what I have in my garage or my carport, two vehicles. And what if I pulled them 25 feet? I, I thought, man, this would be great because I've never done anything like that. And the closest thing I've seen to that is somebody like the mighty Adam pulling cars with his hair, which I'm not doing because I don't have enough hair to do that with anyway. But uh, <laughs> I'll yeah. use my beard, my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I submit my idea to the uh, Record Holders Republic, and they said, hey, that's great. Do it. So I called the NBC station. We actually went to McDonald's. That was the place in the town I lived that has the best lit up parking lot early in the morning. So mm -hmm. I took a tow strap. I connected a tow strap between my truck and my wife's SUV. And uh, let's see, I have a, a four-door Dodge Ram uh, half-ton pickup. And my mm -hmm. wife has a Honda Pilot SUV. We connected them both. My wife sat in her car. And then the, the lady from the morning show sat in my truck. They were both set in neutral and turned on so they could roll. And then uh, on the front of my truck, I connected a tow strap. And then I connected that tow strap to my neck harness. And I backed up and I pulled, walking backwards, uh, those two vehicles and the two drivers. That I think it came out to 9,550 pounds or so. I pulled them 25 wow. feet in wow. 26 seconds. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was it was, it was awesome. I was really pumped. Yeah, I was really pumped. I bet you about would have stiff neck the next day from that. I did, Bob, and uh, I had been afraid <laughs> to try it for a little while because in training I had actually hurt something deep, deep in my neck. I'm not sure what muscle it is, but uh, I still feel it every now and then. But but I was able to successfully do that without any problems. Just uh, a little soreness for a little while after that. How far from uh, West Monroe do you live? Let's see. I am. I think about three, three and a half hours. Oh, okay. I've had to go yeah, up I love those guys. Man. When I think of Louisiana, I think of Duck Dynasty. I'd love, I'd love to go visit those guys. Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. They, they seem to be good, outspoken Christian people, too. Yeah, and they stand up for their beliefs well. Jeff, what were your favorite exercises that you used to develop your neck strength? Okay, my favorite exercises would be, uh, I guess you would call it a neck curl. It's basically where you hang weight from a neck harness in front of you. Mm -hmm. And you, you basically stiffen your shoulders and your traps, and you kind of bend over at the knees, and you uh, move yep. your neck up and down. You can do it that way, and then you can also hang the weight from your back and then work your front, the front of your neck. The basic neck harness yeah. movements. Yes. Now, I've tried to work the sides of my neck with the neck harness. I don't like the way it feels, so I don't do that. And uh, right. something else I've done in the Something else I've done in training, Bob, it's basically where you put a small towel on your head for padding, and then you hold a mm -hmm. 10, 25, 35, whatever size weight you want, plate on your head, and you let your head hang over a bench or something like that, and you move your neck up and down. Uh, and then another thing I've done is, uh, I don't know what you would call them, static lifts maybe? You load, you load down a weight, I mean, excuse me, you put a lot of weight on a loading pin, and mm -hmm. you just uh, tighten up and stand up with the weight. It's real similar oh, okay. to what the IAWA does for their neck harness lift. 
Um, right. You just chain it up with heavyweights, you know. You, you ever do wrestling bridge? Yes, I've done wrestler's bridge. Uh, one time I even did wrestler's bridge with, uh, I think, three people standing on my legs. And sometimes what I'll do in the show is I'll do a wrestler's bridge with a phone book in my mouth, <laughs> holding a holding a wrapped 60-penny uh, nail. I'll bend the nail, then I'll take the phone book out of my mouth and tear it in half while I'm in the bridge. And then I'll get up out of the bridge, which... Uh, Unbelievable. I'm about six feet tall and about 260 pounds, so usually the audience really likes that one because, you know, I'm more agile than I look. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Please go over your whole body strength training routine. I work till 5.30 in the afternoon, so I don't get home till about 6, which uh, I also have a wife and a very young son, and my wife works. So she's not a homemaker. She's a homemaker and a school teacher, which is a lot of, a lot of work. So I don't have a lot of time in the evening to work out. This is what I do. Uh, this is very abbreviated, but I'll tell you what, it has been working for me, and I've even uh, lost some weight recently, like 15 to 20 pounds recently. Um, I was working on Sunday evening after church and after lunch and all that good stuff. Uh, one week what I'll do, uh, and I told you, I, I think I told you, Bob, I hurt my shoulder a long time ago. I don't do squats with a squat bar or with a with a weight, with a uh, with a barbell. I do uh, hip belt squats. I do very heavy hip belt squats, and let's see, I'll do like uh, warm up with sets of five up to, I don't know, 270 or something, or yep. sets of three, just just what I'm feeling that day. And then what I'll do is I'll do single lifts, and I'll work up to like, uh, I think I work up to like 400 to 440. What I'll do is I'll do a, several sets of singles, or I'll even do uh, sets of five. It just depends on the mood I'm in that day. But... Uh, I'll put on there as much weight as I can get on my loading pin. Right now, it's about 440 pounds. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll do my regular lifting. And then what I'll do after that is I'll I'll add some length to to what's attached to my loading pin so I have less distance to go. And I'll do some partial lifts after that. And I really right. feel that the partial lifts and the hip belt squats actually help my neck and chain breaking ability because you have to also use your legs when you break chain. Very similar movement to a hip belt squat. And then if you, you add in neck strength, that's uh, the same movement. Hip belt squat plus lifting with your neck. And uh, I believe doing those squats like that helped my ability to break chain and also to pull vehicles with my neck. Because uh, really oh, when you cool. do neck lift, neck, neck feet, it's really legs, back, and neck. What I'll do is the heavy squats that I just uh, described to you. Then I'll do some uh, just some regular alternating uh, curls with my arms. And I usually do, like, three sets of five or something like that. Dumbbell then, curls? Uh, dumbbell curls, yeah, alternating dumbbell curls. I can't really do pull-ups. I'm too heavy and too weak to do that, to be honest. So what I do right now is I, I jump up and hold myself in uh, the upper position of the uh, pull-up, and I'll do that for, like, five sets. I might also do some uh, some keg lifting and some rock lifting also. Mm-hmm. And, that Bob, that might be all I do for a workout. And then what I'll do the rest of the week. Sounds like enough focus, to me. It, it works. And then I'll do things that focus on my hands like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Things that I can do either outside with my little boy for an hour or I can even do them inside like uh, bending nails, uh, working on horseshoe and card tearing. And uh, I do a lot of wrist roller work. And I'll tell you what, Bob, that, that would love to not only roller. your wrist. Oh, yeah. And I Shoulders got specialized too. training. Yes, it will. I got some specialized training this year 
uh, from Dennis Rogers, he's the best strongman in the world, performing strongman, not uh, not competitive strongman. He showed me how to use the wrist roller to focus on rolling frying pans. This is one of the new things I do uh, in my short workouts. Now, short workouts are Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, like 30 minutes to an hour. What I'll do for one of these wrist roller uh, exercises is you put a certain amount of weight on there, and you just use your four fingers of one hand, and you wrap your thumb around just like you're doing a thumbless grip on a barbell. And you'll just use that one hand to roll the uh, wrist roller all the way up and all the way down. And what that simulates wow. is when you roll a frying pan with your hands. And uh, since I started doing that particular exercise, my frying pan rolling has gotten tighter and uh, more uh, aesthetically pleasing once you finish the movement. I'll bend nails. I've uh, worked up to bending uh, grade 5 bolts. I think they take 360 pounds of force to bend. Mm. And then recently I did I did a grade 8 bolt recently, but uh, that was... That's like something I used to think I couldn't achieve. So that's taken me a long time to get towards. But that was a great achievement. Uh, I think it takes over 400 pounds to be in. I know you have a very well-equipped gym. You've told me before how you have a lot of great strength toys. So uh, you know, tell us about some of your toys. I have an Apollo axle. That's a, basically a two-inch thick bar that you can do barbell movements with. Uh, I have mm-hmm. a power rack, and it's actually made of... Uh, excess conduit materials off of an electrical construction job. Uh, a guy that I used to work for made it from scraps off of his job site one year, a uh, long, long time ago, and he was getting rid of it, so I took it, and I still use that. I have a collection of odd objects outside, and actually, I, I don't know if I sent it to you, but I got uh, an article in a UK-based magazine um, uh-huh. maybe uh, like a month or two ago, and I wrote an article about what I do with my odd objects. Uh, during the summer, Bob, I, I push mow my yard, and it, I don't know, it might take me 45 minutes to an hour, something like that. And what I do, I have, uh, let's see, I have two 50- to 60-pound rocks. I have a 100-pound granite ball. I have a 127-pound rock, and then I have like a 149-pound uh, slab of stone, a 240-pound concrete brown uh, stone, and then I have two kegs that weigh, let's see, one's about 130 to 135, and the other one's about 175. I have all of those objects where I have to move them to be able to mow in that particular part of <laughs> wow. my yard, and I do that on purpose. And basically, Bob, I don't even really count this as a workout unless I don't have time to work out that week. But what I would do is either bear hug and move each of those objects. And some of them I'll put overhead, and I'll move them. Then I mow and then wow. I move them back in place. and It's basically a test of myself to see if I've still got it. It just gives me an idea to see if my training is working, you know, if I could still do that. And I do that without any warm-up after I've been mowing for 45 minutes or an hour. And also, if you do it while using one of those uh, O2 trainer, I believe, mm-hmm. it's this little device that makes it, makes it tougher for you to breathe in your air. It doesn't restrict your air. It just makes you work harder to breathe in. And so right. uh, I do all that lifting and mow, I do all the lifting and mowing while I'm using that little device, which makes it a lot tougher. And uh, it, it's a great way to to turn you know boring yard work into something exciting. That's pretty cool. You're probably yeah, huffing and, and so puffing when you get are, through doing the mowing the grass. Yeah, you're huffing and puffing when you get through mowing the grass, and then you got to take some breaths between lifting those objects. Because as I said, you know I got uh, from 50 or 60 pounds all the way up to 240, and then uh, one of my kegs. Uh, let's see, it's about 170-something pounds, 
And it's it's an oddball shape where it's smaller on the ends than the middle. It's really tough to put overhead, but I've been able to put that one overhead a couple times. And uh, it's a great way to train it. So I have all of those objects. I have like a 150-pound circus dumbbell that is filled with uh, copper BBs, and I mm-hmm. use that in my shows. Let's see, I have uh, a strongman uh, sledgehammer. It's also filled with shot. Or no, actually, it's filled with coins. It's got a coin slot on top. And what I do, maybe like every week or two, I'll be playing around with it in the house, and I'll let my little boy put some coins in it. And so I, it's kind of like micro-loading. So I've got it yep. up to like just under 17 pounds now. And uh, I take that and lift it. In my shows, what I'll do is I'll uh, swing it up to where my arm is parallel to my shoulder, and then I'll uh, lower the sledgehammer to my nose without, without smashing my face, obviously. And then I got that one custom-made this past year. And it's got a, a nice Bible verse on it that I can uh, share with the kids when I'm doing the show. I've got a bunch of weights. I've got uh, an Olympic dumbbell, and then I've got a big sandbag that I think it weighs 250. Let me guess the okay, Bible verse. I bet you have on there, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nope, this one's different. That was a good one to go with, but uh, this one is Isaiah 40 and verse 29. It says, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. I like that one. So when I, yeah, that's a good verse. Because, uh, you know, especially when you're talking to kids these days, a lot of them are disadvantaged or they don't have both parents in the household. And, and sometimes they have parents in the household that are like drug dealers and stuff at some of these schools. So it's, it's a good way to give them hope. Well, that's great. So, Jeff, I'm, go- I'm going to come by and visit you sometime, I think, because my brother lives in Fort Worth, Texas. One of these days I'm going to drive to his house from Florida, and I have to go right by that area. I'll give you a call, but one of these days I'm going to come over there and uh, sample some of your toys with you. Oh, Bob, you would love it. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I don't have a platform to lift on, so you know what I did? I, I bought a, a rubber horse mat from Tractor Supply, <laughs> if some of your listeners mm-hmm. know what that is. That's, what I, that's yep. what I do all my lifting on. It's just a little rubber mat. It works really good, but uh, everything's got to be rolled up because I also have to park my cars in my gym. Yeah. Any advice you want to give out to beginners before we finish? This is, the, uh, this is what I would tell beginners. Do not believe everything you read in the muscle magazines. They are made to sell products to you. And they're also made to tell you that you'll never be as good as the guys in the magazine. And so your your only option is to just keep trying and trying and trying and feel like a failure so that you keep having to come back to them for, you know, for information. What I would tell you instead is to get quality information. Uh, and I'm not just saying this because we're on your show, Bob. I know you produce, Matt, you produce, uh, well, you reproduce old stuff. I know I've gotten a couple books from you. You can go to that kind of training source. You can get dinosaur training, which is a good uh, place to get uh, training materials. Get some quality training materials. And then if there's nobody in your area that does the kind of training we're talking about, find a mentor on Facebook. There are lots of friendly people that are willing to give out free training advice. And uh, you can send each other videos and stuff uh, so that they can see your progress or critique your uh, technique, you know, if you need help with technique on stuff. And that's what I would encourage everyone to do. And I would also encourage you to, to read some basics before you start training. Another place would be, like I said, Bob or Dinosaur Training or any of these things like this, any of these resources available. Go out there and get some quality information. Get some people to mentor you and then start with full body workouts. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Another good one is uh, yeah, Stuart McRobert. If you go to hardgainer.com, and a real good book to start out with is 
the original Braun, Stewart's original book, Braun, because he's written lots of sequels to that book. But I think the original book, Braun, is the best. And, uh, yeah, Brooks Kubrick Dinosaur Training is also awesome. Cyberpump is awesome. Anything by Dr. Ken, Brooks Kubrick, naturalstrength.com. And, Jeff, that's going to do it. It was a real pleasure to speak with you. And before we hang up, Jeff is going to give you his direct website again in a few seconds. Jeff, good luck with the Strength Ministry. I can't wait to see more of your videos, and thank you so much for being on the show. Bob, I'm just excited you asked me to come, and I'm looking forward to hearing this on the podcast uh, because you always put out great stuff. Um, And I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and uh, hope everyone enjoys their time off from work if they're able to be off. Uh, But anyway, if you want to contact me, you can uh, use my Gmail account. I have one just for strength training and for uh, for performances. It's T-Rex Power Events, the number one, at gmail.com. That's T-R-E-X Power Events, the number one, at gmail.com. And if you want to contact me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube, just Google search Jeff T-Rex Bankins. That's J-E-F-F. T-R-E-X-B-A-N-K-E-N-S, and you will find my website and all my social media accounts and my YouTube uh, page. Uh, That's the best way to contact me. Don't be a flamingo, you have to do your squats. Don't be a flamingo, real lifters work their legs. That's going to do it for this edition of Natural Strength Night on MindForceRadio.com. Please bookmark that website, MindForceRadio.com. Bob is always looking for new writers for NaturalStrength.com who are old school, hardcore, write with passion and have a strong anti-steroid stance. He also wants your training questions so they can be answered on the show. Please send your articles and training questions to Bob at mindforceradio at earthlink.net. Thanks for listening. See you next time.